Welcome to Sports Central. I'm Rick Drewer. I'm Phil Fechner. Uh, it's good to be back again, Phil. Yeah, second time of the week here, Rick. I know. Uh, over the flues now, so oh, we're... spring is coming. The birds are singing. Everything's chirping, yep. and we'll uh, yeah, we're on the mend. Now, I thought we might start off today, Phil, with uh, uh, a concept that really fascinates me, uh, and uh, I was very fortunate to see the person I'm about to mention interviewed the other day and then saw her play. One of the things that intrigues me is Australians love champions and they love champion teams. And um, at the moment, we've got, I reckon, one of both. And a lot, unfortunately, a lot of Australians don't know what we're talking about or don't know what I'm talking about. Have you got any clues? I'll be one of those, I think, <laughs> because I think you're going on to the Matildas, aren't you? I am. I've got to be honest, I don't follow it much myself. But um... well, Well, I was lucky enough on uh, the 7.30 report, I don't know, a week or so ago, to see Sam Kerr, uh, who is, I believe, destined to become one of Australia's greatest sporting heroes as time goes by. Um, and uh, she was being interviewed, and then, uh, by sheer chance that night, Australian, the Australian Matildas, the Australian women's soccer team, were playing Brazil. And it was one of the most amazing, exciting uh, open goal-scoring affairs. You're talking about soccer. I am talking about soccer. Phil, wow! And th this girl is a superstar. She is the striker uh, for the Australian side. Uh, seems to kick goals every time she hits the park, uh, and uh, is 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 absolutely incredible. I'll, since you don't know, I'll just very briefly mention a little bit about her. Um, she. She's born in Western Australia in East Fremantle, um, and she's actually now 24 years of age. And her father, Roger, was an Anglo-Indian, and her mother was also an Indian. But obviously they migrated to Australia, and um, the kids were born in East Fremantle. Um, now, believe it or not, um, Roger, the father... Um, I think you know something about him, do you? can remember him quite well. He was a premiership player at Port Magpies, number oh. 32 he was, and uh, he was a gun. I do believe, Rick, I could be corrected here, but I think he was a Sandover medalist, and then he came over to Port Adelaide with that tag on him, and uh, he produced some really good football for us. Yep. Well, well, there you go. Well, he's obviously got good genes, and so has uh, his wife, because... They not only produced this amazing girl, Samantha, who's known everywhere as Sam, but, of course, she actually has an older brother. Do you know who that might be? Daniel. And da what Daniel. a gun. A well, gun footballer for West Coast. West Eagles. Coast West Coast Premiership player. Yep. And um, uh, it, was, uh, it was just an amazing story. But to see this girl play is inspirational. I, I must keep going or else we're going to run out of time already. But... Would you believe this kid played Sam, I'm talking about now, not mm. Daniel. Yep. She was madly in love. Beautiful story. It brought a, almost a tear to my eye. She was madly in love with Aussie Rules. All she ever wanted to do was play Aussie Rules, and she did until she was 12. And she was devastated, she said, when she realised they weren't going to change the rules and let her play for West Coast. And so uh, she took up soccer, and in her words... Uh, Early on, she hated the game, absolutely hated it, only because of one thing, she couldn't use her hands. Okay. But the skill and athleticism of the girl is freakish, and anyway, uh, that's at the age of 12. Would you believe at 15, having never played soccer until 12, 
she was selected in the Perth Glory side and won the Players Player of the Year. And in the same year, at the age of 15, got her first gig playing for Australia. Unbelievable. And so I mean, at the age of that 20... That is, that's oh, incredible. Absolutely. I actually have heard of her. I don't follow, I've got to admit, don't follow the Matildas at all or the soccer much. But I have heard of her. I saw her on, um, on one of the Fox uh, channels. So, uh, yeah, they've done a bit of a story on her. Yeah, well, at 15, she made a debut against Italy and then toured New Zealand in the same year. We won't go through her whole uh, CV. But um, she then got, which isn't a total surprise, I guess, she scored a goal for Australia in the uh, Women's Asian Cup in uh, China and then got recruited to West New York Flash. And... Uh, uh, and their head coach obviously knew what he was on about, because a guy called Aaron Lines, who has been quoted as saying, with her attributes, her speed, athleticism and instinct, if she continues to develop at the rate she is, Sam can become one of the best strikers in the world. Well, guess what? She is the best striker in the world and already holds the record for the greatest number of goals kicked in the American Women's Soccer League. So in that I mean the whole story is fantastic oh. and she's obviously an absolute gun at what she's doing. But you know what the average Aussie won't ever really know about her. I know really, it's very because sad because I don't follow yeah the Matildas. And it's very sad and she's such a unblemished young lady uh, and when she was asked what her three great ambitions um, you know still uh, to be checked off I thought they weren't about her they were about first of all she is desperate for the Matildas to hold the World Cup up at the next one, and then she'd love to be part of the gold medal at the Olympics, and she hopes um, that the Australian sporting public will continue to support them and f not forget about the Socceroos, because um, the, the Matildas have jumped to number five or six in the world where the Socceroos are at well, 50 or yeah, something. 50, yeah, she, but isn't that lovely that she still wants um, us to remember the lot? But anyway... No, that's great. It's a great story. Sam Kerr. I always thought Daniel was Aboriginal. Yeah. I didn't realise. So yep. I'm glad you brought that yeah. point up. I thought so, he was an Aboriginal. But, yep. uh, so, he, honestly, I to our listeners, check her out because she is something very special, whether you're a soccer... If you're not a soccer fan, if you watch her play and the way the Matildas play, you'll be in with a big chance of a be getting converted, I reckon. Oh, that's a good story, Rick. No, now, now listen, I can't believe it. We won a game of cricket overseas, the Australians. You're joking. First time in a couple of years we've well, won a game, eh? How did we do that? Well, I'm not sure that the Indians gave up because they were so far ahead after the series. But anyway... Was there a rattle in the ball? <laughs> or? Uh, dear, so we've won a game. We've won well a game. done to well, the Australians. I mean, that will give them impetus, you know, for the... The upcoming Ashes series, I would have thought. But tell me, Davey Warner made a few runs. He did, you know, just as well he's over there, really. Well, yep. Now, while we're talking about cricket, the Redbacks. Oh, I can't wait for the season to kick off, Rick. Here we go yep. again. Honestly. I've got lawns to mow and paint to paint and to watch, you know, dry. Well, I couldn't believe this. As you may know, I know you're not the great cricket fan, but the... Uh, the uh, Australian opening one-day uh, cup series has started. And we drew the, the CA, Cricket Australia 11, in the first game. Now, to put this into context, Cricket Australia 11 last year went through the entire series without winning a game. But they've corrected they that. They obviously didn't play us. <laughs> they, they, they've corrected that this year already now, because believe... they beat us only by the odd seven wickets. Oh, 
Wow. So there was nothing in it. Nothing in it. Very close <laughs> I game. I believe one of the South Australians made 100, though, didn't he? They Valenti? did. They did. He, he made 100. Uh, and um, what's his name? Um, uh, one of the others escapes me. Uh, he made, I think, yeah, between the, the two of them, I know, oh, many, many got 40 oh, right. yep. And uh, they got over 60% of the runs. But the interesting thing is the bloke, one, two, of the, two of their top five made hundreds, and one of their blokes, a, a fellow called Bo Webster, uh, who actually captains the Cricket Australia 11, um, but he wasn't good enough to get picked for Tasmania, but he, he, he's good enough to make a ton against the Redbacks. So let's hope that they've got the bad one out of the sure. system, shall we? There's plenty more to come, I would have thought, but anyway. <laughs> now, they tell me Benny Stokes is in a bit of strife. Wow. did You you didn't happen to see that on the... I think I saw it on the Foxtel um, coverage there yesterday. Wow, he... I mean, he has absolutely king-hit this guy, and he's gone back for more... I think, you know, I, I don't like the look of it and uh, I reckon uh, English cricket should ban him. That's a, how strong I feel about well, it. Well, Phil, I wouldn't disagree with you and I, I think it's a great deal more serious than, um, well, it couldn't get it being any more serious, but it's amazing that England are, have now got themselves in an absolute cleft stick because they've announced their Ashes squad and for those who aren't totally Stokes fans, he is in fact... A very, very good cricketer. He's, in fact, vice-captain and been named as vice-captain. However, because of this um, altercation, uh, it means that he's he was, in fact, arrested by the police. Charges at this point haven't been laid, but evidently they're guaranteed to be do, to, to do so. But um, they're in a situation, and now they've banned him from the one-day series that's being um, played against the West Indies in England. Well, he's but, broken his hand or yes, something. Yes, that's as well. probably why. I well, mean, I think well. the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but it brings back, and we won't go into it because it's still upsetting for me, but um, it brings back that sort of scenario when um, David Hooks, who I played with at the very time, uh, was king hit and actually died, mm. and it's it's not an unsimilar situation. I mean, it's it's different, but it's it it could have been even so much more tragic than it would be at the moment. But and so really, England have done the right thing in 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 banning him. But one of the great problems they've got is that he's probably arguably as good a, a player as they have got, and in fact, too very well-known and respected former cricketers, um, Kevin Peterson, uh, reckons, and I'll quote him, if Stokes doesn't go to Australia, then England should stay at home. That's how big um, wow. Peterson rates him. And Ian Chappell has actually also come out and said something very similar. Um, uh, he's declared England haven't got a hope in hell of winning the Ashes without Stokes. So they're in a huge bind and... Uh, you know, we all know alcohol fuels yeah, everything, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, still and no excuse, I'm oh, afraid. No, no excuse. Um, yeah, no, I saw the incident on the news there last night or whatever it was, and uh, it didn't. It wasn't pretty at all. No. And uh, I don't care how good he is, he shouldn't be coming yeah. to coming to Australia. Yeah. So, well, we can say one out of uh, three, I suppose. We've actually won a game of cricket in Ing. Uh, the, the, the Australians have won a game in India. Uh, the Redbacks have got off to a bad start, but I guess the uh, you, you, if you're at the bottom, you can only go up. At least you hope so. And um, 
England might be coming out with a uh, less than powerful squad. Um, Give us a chance. Yeah, well, it might. Yeah. It might. All right. Um, we better keep moving on here. And we'll yep. just quickly touch on some of the, uh, looks like the transfers uh, in the footy. Um, looks like Hodgie's going to get a, a second life, uh, Rick. Well, <clears throat> I, you did mention off air about uh, where he's likely to go. And I, I can remember seeing him mic'd up playing a game against Port Adelaide. And I don't think I've ever heard anyone, <clears throat> admittedly it was on the ground, anyone express a greater knowledge of football and positioning and, and ways to play. And if he, famous last words, if he won't make a great coach, I'll go he. Yeah, and look, he spoke briefly on the TV there last night and he worked with all the young lads at Hawthorne for the last couple of years and, and nurtured them through. If he does the same up at Brisbane, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with, aren't they, for the next couple of years? Oh, yes. Uh, what his input could be is just phenomenal. Um, I'm a Hodgie lover, and I know you are too, yeah. Rick, so uh, it's, good luck to him. Oh, look, honestly, of all, and I know there is a big track record of great players not making great coaches, but um, on this occasion, I reckon he could be. Only time will tell. He could be the exception to the rule because he's got it, I reckon. Yeah. Um, before we wind up, we'll quickly just go through a couple more. Um, what's your thoughts quickly on Watts, Rockcliffe and Motlop coming to port? That's the rumour going around? That is the rumour going around. Do you know what I'd say? Nought out of three. Nought out of three. I'd take Rockcliffe, I think, out of the three. And Watts could be handy. He was st starting to show a little bit. What about our old friend uh, Stringer from uh, the Western Bulldogs? Nought out of four. <laughs> could be going to Essendon or Geelong. Yep. Highest bidder, they reckon. Well, I don't know. The, you, you... You take gambles and sometimes they pay off. And the Crows certainly have taken a few gambles over the last few years and seemingly they've all just about paid off. But, um, you, I mean, you might be right with Rockcliffe, but I I, I don't know about Motlop and mm. so forth. Yeah, and and Stringer, Stringer's got a very average Trek record. Yeah, a few issues there, I think. Yeah. Um, you, t you get a bit of baggage with him, but... Um yeah, so there we go. We quickly touched on that, yeah. and uh, we better wind this up because we, you know, we'll go over time. We will, and that's been I reckon that's been pretty interesting, our little uh, discussion today, and we've covered a couple of sports, so there we go. This is Rick. This is Phil. We'll see you next time. Cheers.